0: The Longbox Crusade presents... Action Film Face-Off. This episode, it's 1979 versus 2011. Two films enter. One film leaves.
1: hit it's about how hard you can get hit and keep moving forward how much you can take and keep moving forward that's how winning is done now if you know what you're worth then go out and get what you're worth but you got to be willing to take the hit i'm feeling like a black bomb Welcome to Action Film Face-Off, the show where two random years are selected, my brother will bring an action film from one of those random years, while I bring an action film from the other random year. Then those two films will do battle using a variety of criteria, and a champion will be crowned by the end of this episode. But let me introduce one of your hosts, this is my brother, a U.S. Army combat veteran of Kosovo and Iraq, Jason, the Weasel Skull, Albrecht.
0: Yes indeed, we are going to score each of today's films on a scale of 1 to 10 in 5 categories. What are those categories, you Mm ask? Well, they are number one, story. Number two, overall spectacle. Number three, best action scene. Number four, the hero. And finally, number five, the villain. It's not necessarily in that order. (laughs) You'd think we could fix the script by (laughs) now, but we haven't. And we're not going to, so (laughs) get used to it, folks. And then there will be the deduction round, where up to 10 points can be subtracted from the film's total. whatever we determine is the low point of the movie. Well, let's find out what this episode's first action film is going to be from my brother and co-host, a U.S. Air Force combat veteran of Iraq, and a combat self-defense instructor, Jared Albrick, the yard sale artist, aka Death
1: Probe. Thank you, Jason. Now, before I get to those films and we get them into our video dome arena, where people are already chanting for blood we got to kick off this episode with special shout-outs to our Crusaders Club members, and the list is growing. These are the fine folks who have joined our crusade. They enjoy discounts from my online store, theyardsaleartist.bigcartel.com, early access to special long box episodes, and so much more. These are the fine folks reaping the benefits and giving some much appreciated support to our show. Thank you for being a friend. Bill from the Bat Pod. Blast It or Stash It Bob Busta Busta Braxton Underwood David Collins at Wizards Just a Crazy Old Battle Wagon Gene Hendricks Gerald Green I The Collector Ivor Evans Joe Thomas John and Maggie Jose Pollo Maxwell Traver Miranda W Paul Heeks Reggie Hancock Rick from Jeff and Rick Present Ronald Went, Ross Michaud Ryan Daly Samantha Maney Sean Urbanski. Steve Cronin, the Barbarian. Timmy. And the Toronto Cop. If we miss anyone on our list, we apologize. Keep in mind that we record these episodes well in advance of release. So if you're a recent addition, we'll be adding you soon, but no worries. Just let us know that we missed you by sending an email to contact at longboxcrusade.com. We will get it straightened out. Now, Jason, you might be asking yourself.
0: I asked myself and I ask you guys
1: like every podcast. (laughs) And I always get the same response. How do I become a Crusaders Club member? Well, it's simple for most people. Jason can't join. He's he's barred. But for the rest of you, just head over to Patreon.com and search for Longbox Crusade for as little as $1 a month. You get access to the amazing world of the Crusaders Club. So come check it out. One of the many benefits that we do is we'll occasionally let club members decide one of the movies that's going to be on this program. So you do get some content influence over this very show, and we love hearing from you.
0: That's right. One of these days, you're going to have to tell me what I did to get barred from this club membership.
1: You have to have been a one-time Sky Striker owner. Oh, I see. (laughs) Just rub salt in it, Jared. Just rub salt in it.
0: (laughs) All right, enough of that nonsense. Let's get back to the combat and learn a bit about the film Gladiators, about to battle for your pleasure.
1: All right, yeah, let's do that. This episode I was assigned the year of 1979, and I have selected a very favorite movie of mine. There's going to be Homer points involved. Don't you judge me. It's The Black Hole starring Robert Forster, Maximilian Schell, and Anthony Perkins. What year did the randomizer select for you, Jason?
0: Well, mine didn't go back quite as far, Jared. I got 2011, so I'm putting into our Video Dome Arena The Raid. And I didn't think this through because I didn't realize I'd have to read the names of the actors
1: (laughs) on The Raid. Good luck, Pat (laughs) Sampson.
0: So I apologize to all the actors, in case you are listening to this, for the hatchet job I'm about to do on your names. It was starring Iko Uwais, Ananda George, and Ray Sahatapi. Sahatapi.
1: Sahatapi. Sahatapi? Ray Ray Sahatapi. I'll take it. Well, we've got a fine matchup for this one, folks. It's very old school, very new school, sci-fi kind of thriller action versus just all-out martial arts action. This is going to be interesting. Now, it's important to point out, though, this isn't Jared versus Jason. We each had to select from our side here, so I might like his selection better than mine or vice versa. This is all about just us discussing some beloved action films, coming to a consensus on which one is this episode's champion. Spoiler warning, if you've never seen The Black Hole or The Raid... We're going to let you pause here and go do that. Now, The Black Hole, if you've never seen it, I think you should see it. It does have an interesting plot twist. The raid you probably doesn't matter because it's just all (laughs) out action. There's a little bit of plot to it. But either way, pause here. Go watch those films. Meet us back. We'll be here. (laughs) There now. Aren't you glad you did that? Weren't those two awesome films? Those are great movies. Man, it's going to be tough for me to pick today. It's so different, but oh, well, we'll talk about it. Anyway. I know. This, this is going to be close, I think. <laughs> Let me jump in with some quick info on in 1979's The Black Hole.
0: There is an inexorable force in the cosmos where time and space
1: converge, a place beyond man's vision not his reach. Cast and crew, as I mentioned before, you got Robert Forster, Maximilian Schell, Anthony Perkins, Ernest Borgnine, and a couple other folks. Everybody did a good job in this movie. Those are your heavy hitters. Is directed by Gary Nelson, and here's your synopsis. A small space exploration team stumbles across a derelict spaceship that was assumed lost many years ago, and it's parked on the precipice of a powerful black hole. The heroic explorers investigate to find that only the missing ship's eccentric captain, Hans Reinhardt, has survived, and he has a daring plan to travel through the black hole. Will the plan work? And what is Reinhardt hiding? And can our heroes figure it all out in time to avoid the most powerful force in the known universe? Let's get to some interesting trivia. Well, what I think is interesting, I guess it's up to you guys to decide. Number one, Jason and I had black hole wallpaper on our walls as children.
0: <laughs> That's right, we did. Our entire
1: room that. was wallpapered in the black hole wallpaper, uh-huh. y'all. We yep. had the Cygnus, we had the Palomino, we had the black hole itself.
0: And Jared's head, like the Cygnus, I tried to put through that black hole and through and beyond.
1: <laughs> Weird, I don't have a memory of that. <laughs> <laughs> All right, let's get to the real trivia. Roddy McDowell and Slim Pickens did the voices for two of the robots, Vincent and Bob, in the movie. Uh, They are not credited for their voice work in either the opening or the closing credits. Just isn't in there. Hmm, Those are kind of big names, too. Yeah, Roddy McDowell, Slim Pickens. Yeah, whatever. They did not get credit. But, you know, in the original Star Wars, James Earl Jones didn't get it either, so. I guess that's true, yeah. Voice acting wasn't on the radar back then. This nugget here I, I really like. This film and Star Trek The Motion Picture, which also was released in 1979, were the last two Hollywood films to include an overture. That was once a common feature of major studio releases. The film's overture is usually cut when they broadcast on TV and things like that. And for those of you that don't know what an overture is because they've been gone since 1979, when you have a really good score or composer or just real strong music in a movie, a lot of times they would play 10 to 12, 15 minutes of that score uh, as people were being seated. You could just sit there and listen to the music and then the movie would start. Thank goodness the copy that I have on my uh I believe it's DVD actually has the overture. Did yours have the overture, Jason?
0: It did. Yeah. And and at first it started it kind of threw me off cuz I was like, did I click a, a, another button on the menu or <laughs> yeah. And then I realized what it was doing. And I was like, oh, okay. And uh, yeah, you're right. It's Well, it's gone. You just don't see it anymore. No. It's kind of like, I remember I was watching, um, I think it was where Eagles Dare on DVD, and they had the break point. In the middle of the film? Yeah, Intermission. That's what it was. It was kind of the same thing, where they yep. play part of the score, and you can go get some popcorn, soda, go use the restroom, or whatever you got to do. Well, I, yeah.
1: I've kind dis- of loved movie scores over the years, and especially John Barry music. He does the music for The Black Hole, so something I wish they'd bring back from time to time, just as a little nod you know, to the past. Imagine if you went and saw the next Star Wars movie, and there was just 10 minutes of John Williams' music at the beginning, and then the movie started. I'd be okay with that. Yeah, I could live with that, too. And we'll get into my final fact. Gary Nelson, the director, was not satisfied with the way the model shop had made Bob, the older robot, saying the robot did not look battered enough. So he went to the clay model that they were using for reference, and he hit it several times with a baseball bat. (laughs) And then they rebuilt the robot using the new bat-smashed model. Oh, Bob did look like somebody took a baseball bat to him. He certainly did. That is what I've got on the black hole. Jason, what you got?
0: Okay, I'll give everybody a rundown on 2011's The Raid.
1: Lupa bersenang-senang
0: And here we go again with the cast and crew, including Iko Uwais, Ananda George, and Ray Sahatapi. It was directed by Gareth Evans. And the synopsis is, a squad of elite police officers arranged to take down a kingpin sequestered in the penthouse of an apartment building. Unknown to the troops, the raid is not sanctioned by the police and was organized by a corrupt police lieutenant. Also, the entire building is stocked with the kingpins, enforcers, and soldiers. The predators quickly become the prey, and the heroes have to fight their way out with their guns, knives, and fists. A little bit of trivia, although many martial arts were used in the film, the main martial art used almost exclusively by Rama, who is kind of the star protagonist in the film, is an Indonesian fighting style called Pensac Salat. And if I mess that up again, I apologize. Also, every actor who played a police officer went through Indonesian Navy Special Forces weapons training. And I think it really showed in the film. I agree. And finally, Yayan Ruhian, again, I'm sorry if I'm butchering this, the actor who portrayed Mad Dog once was a martial arts instructor for the Indonesian Secret Service.
1: I could tell he had a little experience.
0: <laughs> yeah, he, he looked like he'd been doing that a minute. And now that we have the basics on today's contestants.
1: Here we go. Ladies and gentlemen, test your might. Uh, Let's get ready to rumble.
0: It's It's a street fight.
1: All right. All right. Let's get into this. Let's mix it up. Round one is the story. If you're up to me, I'd just kill you. So, how engaging and original is the story? Jason, give me your thoughts, starting with 1979's The Black Hole.
0: Well, for some reason, 1979 and the early 1980s was a big year for sci-fi, space adventures. I don't know what it was. No, I'm kidding. Everybody. (laughs) This is a Star Wars knockoff. It's one of many Star Wars knockoffs, and in my personal opinion, it's one of the best. I agree. The story, it's almost like the first half is almost like a haunted house. Yes. There's, there's kind of a haunted blend of adventure. There's a little romance. There's some madness and treachery. And then the second half, as it kind of slowly builds up, it kind of accelerates to a thrilling epic sci-fi space battle escape attempt conclusion and yeah i just really enjoyed it what are your thoughts
1: man just like most episodes and most movies because we grew up together i'm right there with you that you really do get a lot of angles you like you said it's a haunted house in space and then it becomes an escape certain doom story in space of all the star wars knockoffs like you said this is the best one and i've never seen anything quite like this and that is a high compliment i have never seen a movie quite like this Yeah, no, that's true. Maybe it's the Homer talking from back when I saw it as a little kid. You know, in 79, I was three, but it was coming on TV and stuff by the time I was five and six. I just could not get enough of the Black Hole, the Black Hole comic books. Uh, We read them about a hundred times. I think we
0: had some action figures, too. Yep,
1: Action figures. Um, There's only, I think, three or four issues of the comic They basically did the movie adaptation, and then I think they did one more, one or two more where that shows what happened after they went through the black hole. The point is, there's very few comics, but we just like, that's how you stayed in touch with movies back then, so read them and reread them. Such a unique story. Look for a solid score from me here. But before we do that, I need your take on the story of The Raid from 2011.
0: I thought it was an interesting story. I I found it interesting uh, that we never get the full story.
1: Mm -hmm. A little bit frustrating, but interesting as well.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Well, but I thought about it, and it's actually kind of cool because it's told from the perspective of Rama. It's the guy that's caught in the middle. It's the little guy in the story that he has no idea what secret deals have come down between this corrupt police lieutenant and the organized crime that's in there. He has no idea it's even going on until it's kind of revealed to him in, in the movie. You really get a sense of some... It's a little fish in a big pond, man, and he's just trying to survive. Mm-hmm. And I thought that that was kind of cool. Overall, it's a pretty simple story of combat and survival in a really confined space, which is cool. And then you added on a little added complexity of the brother's angle. Again, Rama being the brother of the guy that was kind of the, I don't know what he was. He was a high muckety-muck. with He's like
1: the right-hand man to uh, the main boss.
0: Yeah. Until he got his right hand stabbed to the through it, yeah. That'll (laughs) happen.
1: If you're not a good right hand man, that's what happens to your right hand. I guess so. Lessons learned.
0: But anyway, I thought it was a compelling story. Not a whole lot of twists and turns there. None really needed, but I did like the perspective of Rama being caught in the middle. I thought that was kind of cool.
1: Yeah, I'll agree with you. The Rama perspective thing was by far the most interesting thing to me, be it just the little, very brief scene we get at the beginning that he has a pregnant wife to get home to, so that gives you more motivation for that character. Mm -hmm. And the brother story was pretty good. Otherwise, I found the dangling the carrot of the whole crime boss thing in front of us without really explaining it, I kind of found it a little bit annoying. I didn't put it like deduction round annoying because I kind of get what they were trying to do, but on the other hand, I was like, you know, maybe we didn't have to spend so... Because there was like a lot of long dialogue scenes, especially near the end with the lieutenant going on his tirade, and then the big boss had like a four-minute speech while he's had a gun held to his head, and I'm just like, you're giving me a lot, but you're giving me nothing. <laughs> so it's like,
0: eh. Yeah, I know what you mean. Yeah, yeah. It's like, either reveal it to us or don't reveal it to us. <laughs> yeah. and if you're Jesus. not going
1: to reveal it to us, then trim the dialogue down. If I don't need to know all this, then why am I watching... This guy just go on and on and on, you know, I I don't know. I still liked it overall. It was a great concept. Great concepts can be simple, and I think that's what we have here. Agreed. So, let's score them on a scale of 1 to ten, five being average, it's just fine, it does its job, no problem, no bells, no whistles, but five's right down the middle. With that barometer set, what are you going to score the story of the black hole?
0: I'm giving that one a solid 8. The story was very complex, very rich, interesting characters inter- interwoven, kept me engaged the whole way through, so it gets an
1: 8 from me. As listeners to the show will know, Jason and I often have the same score and that's not going to change today. I scored it an 8. <laughs> let's see. I don't oh. know. I feel like you like the raid story a little better than me, so let's see what score you gave that. 1 to 10. What do you got for the raid? Well, although I liked what they tried to do with it, let's be honest, you don't
0: really need to have that complex of a story here to make this type of movie interesting. I settled on a six. I thought it was a little above average, but didn't quite hit the mark, I think, for me in all the right places. Well, folks, here we go
1: again. I scored it a six. <laughs> <This> is, <laughs> this is, there's not a lot of debate on this program, people. Oh. Jackson and Jared agree with each other a lot. But hey, you know what? That's okay. But if you don't agree with us, if you're a listener who doesn't think that we're on the right track, then by all means, sound off in the comments. Go to Podcast on Twitter and, and let us know. We love hearing from you. Yep. And that's it for my round one, so take it away. Okay, so for round two, we're going to talk about the heroes.
0: Nobody's bitch! How cool are the heroes? We've got an interesting diverse mix between the Raid and Black Hole. And we'll start with the Black Hole. Jared, what were your thoughts on the heroes of the Black Hole?
1: I think it is a a wonderful ensemble cast. I think everyone is very well cast. I think Robert Forrester is sort of our main hero as the captain of the Palomino. Mm -hmm. And he just exudes captain-like confidence. So I think he's very well cast. Forgive me, to the actor who played the young man who was second in command, Charlie Pizer. uh Christopher Bottoms, I believe. Christopher Bottoms, also perfectly cast with that youthful enthusiasm, a little bit rasher decision making. You can tell he hasn't matured to the level of the captain, but he, he's on his way to that level. You had the lady who played Kate, you had Anthony Perkins as the other scientist, you had Ernest Borgnine, all with very distinct personalities, very distinct voices. I don't think any one of them was super standout, but I think as a whole, they were very strong. And I will pass it to you.
0: I totally agree with you with Robert Forster. I think he's probably one of the most underappreciated actors in Hollywood, he is just solid in everything he's in. And he was the bomb as Dan Holland in this film. And he was cool. He was decisive. He was clearly in charge from beginning to the end. I thought Vincent the robot was the coolest robot since R2-D2. I thought oh, he was. Yeah. I forgot he to was mention really Vincent.
1: Cool. You're right.
0: Yeah. And old Bob, he was cool. I need you to get a bump up from Delvin. Cause I just wrote in my notes, Ernest Borgnine bump up. So oh, you can just, oh, uh, okay, yeah, so. got it. Ernest Borgnine <laughs> bump up right there. The entire cast and crew I thought really worked well together. The chemistry was right there from the very beginning. I got the sense that this was this crew that spent a lot of time together in space. And I'll just leave it at that. The chemistry was just really outstanding.
1: Yeah, Absolutely.
0: Fast forward to 2011 here and see what your thoughts are on the heroes of the raid. I'm going to make it simple for you because I know there's like a whole squad mm-hmm. of police officers here. We don't really know their names. I think there was Rama Chaka, and I just called him "head," the one that was, you know, <laughs> screw your wife and her medicine with cops. <laughs> <laughs> so I'm just going to go Rookie, Sarge, and Jerkface.
1: Right? <laughs> rookie, Sarge, Jerkface.
0: Yeah, what are your thoughts on Rookie, Sarge, and Jerkface?
1: That's funny because it's exactly what I was going to tell you. So there's a bunch of throwaway dudes. You're right, those three are really the core of everything. All the heroes were good. Much like the Black Hole, I don't think anyone was stand out, which is a little troublesome because there is obviously a hero to the movie, which is Rama. But I found myself drawn to the... His captain, or I guess he was the Sarge, wasn't he?
0: Yeah, I called him Sarge. Sarge, yeah,
1: yeah I think he was a sergeant. I was really drawn to the sergeant, because kind of like, I was a Dan Holland on the Black Hole? Yes. He was a good leader, a solid and decisive leader, not afraid to mix it up himself. He made smart decisions. You know, I guess, again, because I teach leadership in my day job, I'm drawn to that, and I was more drawn to that character. There's nothing wrong with Rama, but he's almost that faceless hero, which sometimes you want. Sometimes you don't want to get bogged down too heavily in everything. And then Jerkface. I mean, we all knew that Jerkface and the hero were probably going to come to some level of friendship at the end because that's how movies work. Yeah, but Jerkface did his dang job.
0: Yeah, I agree. I think for all three, there's a little cliche. Rama was the fresh faced rookie with the pregnant wife. It's yeah you know, been done. Jaka was the Sarge. He was the guy in charge. Was the Good guy, good leader. Like you said, I particularly liked when they had the opportunity to get out. But he's like, no, I'm going back for my men. Mm -hmm. That was really cool. And then the jerk face guy, you know, even he had his moments like that. To me, his standout moment was when he was in the in the hallway fight scene. Yes. And he's like crawling because he's already wounded. He's like shot, stabbed, everything else. And he's still like on the ground fighting with his knife and he's He's just like "Ah!"
1: like crawling with one forearm like i'm gonna get this knife into somebody (laughs) he was like the indonesian version of that knight from uh monty python you know (laughs) (laughs)
0: it's a flesh wound i'll bite (laughs) (laughs) you
1: yeah i like that part too quite a bit
0: i agree with you i think that all three were good but nothing really totally stood out for me other than of course the amazing martial arts that they (sighs) all brought to
1: the we will get to that
0: Yes, yes, what they lack here in script, they will make up for in action, I guarantee. (laughs) I guarantee it. So I guess that's it. Let's score them. All right. All right, black hole. What are you giving the heroes?
1: You know it's going to be interesting to see our scores in this because whenever we get ensemble cast, you and I always do it a little bit differently. You tend to sort of add them up, and I tend to average them. So I'll be interested to see what our numbers are. I kind of averaged out our team and said overall I thought they were a solid seven.
0: I gave it a little bit better. I think I gave uh, Robert Forster and Ernest Borgnine a little bumps got that there, bump there. So. yeah, so they got the bump up to eight.
1: All right, I can understand that.
0: All right, what about uh, Raid? What were you thinking there?
1: Again, a little more, what was the word you used, cliched or stereotypical, but not bad. So, better than average, I gave it a six. I'm right there with you. I gave them a six as well. There we go. Time to do the villain. Yep, let's get into round three. (laughs) Round three is the villain. How menacing and or entertaining is our villain, or pack of villains, if you will. And man, we got us some good stuff over in the black hole So tell me all about it Oh gosh, well, let's start with Dr. Reinhardt He was creepy (laughs) Exactly the word I wrote down Creepy AF
0: Yeah, creepy (laughs) AF There were no barbers on that thing, man He was straight up Swiss family Robinson up up there on the Cygnus Even Delvin would have been like Damn, look at that beard (laughs) you, You gotta do something with that, man Sort yourself out (laughs) <laughs> Use those little clippy things on Maximilian <laughs> <laughs> Speaking of Maximilian I remember I was uh, 8 years old when I saw this film And Maximilian scared the hell out of me And looking back on it, I still remember why I was like, that is a creepy robot Whoever designed Maximilian, hats off That's- Oh yeah,
1: he's, he's a top 10, top 5, top 1 maybe Robot design <laughs> Yeah, when, when it comes to menacing-looking robots, Maximilian and, like, RoboCop. <laughs> That's about it I can think of. <laughs> That's true. I mean, it's not even my turn, but go ahead.
0: Well, I thought the goose-stepping little robot minions were pretty cool. I would have liked to have seen a little more of Star. I thought he looked really cool. I, I would have liked to have seen some more of him in the movie.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: That's about it. Those are my thoughts. What do you think?
1: Welcome to another episode of Jason and Jared Agree on Everything. Yes, Hans Reinhardt. Just a haunting performance by a brilliant German actor. The robot, we already talked about the robot design of Maximilian. It's, if you've never seen this movie, if you didn't take advantage of that pause we gave you earlier, just at least Google image Maximilian robot. It is incredible design. It is terrifying. And Jason's right. When I was a kid and I saw that, it was the kind of thing where you pull the pillow or blanket, whatever you've got, you pull it up over your nose so your eyes are just peeking out because you're just terrifying. And here's your first spoiler alert. When he takes down Anthony Perkins, man, I was flipping terrified.
0: Terrified. That that still disturbed me when I watched it this last time.
1: A lot of that is, too, because you start to wonder, like, how far this robot's programming is, because Reinhardt told him no before he actually killed the guy. He killed the guy and then acted like, oh, I didn't hear that. (laughs) Well, and there's that point, too, where he talks to Kate,
0: because Kate has that robot ESP, and he whispers to her, protect me from Maximilian. So yes. it's like, it yeah. It really
1: makes you wonder how autonomous this robot has become. <laughs> it's like the most scary, dangerous thing on the ship, and nobody's really in control of it.
0: <laughs> so, yeah.
1: Yeah. High marks for me in the villain category on that one. So I guess I should take us over to 2011, The Raid. It's got a couple of bad guys in it, too. I'm guessing I know which one is your favorite. (laughs) But you go ahead and regale us with the villainy of The Raid.
0: Okay, once again, I'm going to break this down a little bit because I don't remember all the names. So we're going to call the main bad guy Wife Beater because he was wearing the Wife Beater all the time.
1: (laughs) Yeah, he didn't actually beat his wife, folks, but he did rock the Wife Beater t-shirt. Rocking that Wife Beater the whole episode. And like flip-flops, too, I think. (laughs) (laughs)
0: <laughs> mhm. Yep. Eating ramen.
1: <laughs> That's your typical like baller kingpin boss. He was like very down to earth. <laughs> I will say though
0: that one of the scenes I thought was really cool in there. Yes. <laughs> was when he had them all, all those dudes lined up on the floor, and he's like popping caps into the back of their head. Pop, pop, pop. And then he gets to the last guy. He's out of bullets, and then he's just like, hmm, "Hold this," and he leaves the gun. On the guy's shoulder, just kneeling up on the ground, goes to his drawer, opens the drawer, and all these bullets roll forward. His choices are bullets or ball-peen hammer, and which do you think he picks up? So he takes that ball-peen
1: hammer, of course, and just whacks that dude. Yep, he could have given that guy the quick and easy death, but he decided, hammer time.
0: And I think that tells you all you need to know about Wife
1: Beater. Yes, I love it. I love it when a director tells you a ton about a person in a very simple moment, and mission accomplished.
0: Then you have Mad Dog. My personal favorite. (laughs) Mad Dog was this little dude. Boy, this guy was packing a wallet. I mean, he had to be like maybe two thirds the size of the Sarge in that fight scene. And he oh, holy cow. What really impressed me about him is he liked to fight. And like he like he could have just shot the Sarge in that one scene and he like puts his gun down and gives the Sarge a chance to fight. And we see that a couple of times mm-hmm. in the movie. He's so confident in his skills and just loves to fight. So he's pretty cool. And then finally, you got the brother. I think his name was Donnie or was it Danny? Danny? Donnie? I don't remember. Again, this is another aspect where I think we could have used a little more information. I get it. You know, We had these two brothers who have been estranged and they make a connection there at the end. I don't know. I just didn't feel like I had much emotional investment in that relationship. So that's my breakdown of the villains. Same.
1: (laughs) All right. (laughs) Yeah, great Kingpin. Again, I just really like the way they played the main Kingpin boss guy, because he wasn't what you see in every movie. You know, if I told you there was sort of a Asian martial arts film, and I told you to mental image the big boss, we'd probably see a really sharp suit and slick back hair and sunglasses. This guy's hair is messed up. He's wearing a wife beater and some like sleep pants. This guy was like the
0: Indonesian version of Big Lebowski, man. He, he was,
1: just... and it's very interesting that he did that. And then he had his right hand man, who was the strategist, and that was Rama's brother. And then he had his other, his left hand man, which was the tiny guy. They just called him Mad Dog. Mad Dog, that's right. Like they said, he's what they said something like he's all fists and feet or something like that. Ah, something. They weren't lying, man. And I can't put it any better than you did. It's a great crew of villains, and that's all I got. Let's uh, let's score them. All right. The Black Hole, you got a really provocatively villainous bad guy and a badass robot. Yeah, I think overall, I'm going to give that one a 7. All right, I liked it a little better than you. I gave it an 8. Let's go to the raid. Got a little bit of a a trio there. That's mainly the Big Boss and the Mad Dog, because the brother ends up helping more than he harms. True that. What do you got for those guys? You know, when I compared them side
0: by side with the villains of the Black Hole, I didn't see a whole lot of daylight. I gave them a seven as well.
1: Ah, as did I. So we match on those sevens on the raid, and I just like the Black Hole. I just think that the performance of Dr. Hans Reinhardt Maximilian Schell, was (laughs) awesome. And that's it for my round
0: three. All right. Well, I will take us into round four, which is overall spectacle. Is that your best? How visually engaging is the film overall? We're talking stunts, effects, cinematography, all that good stuff. So starting with The Black Hole, what were your thoughts on the overall spectacle of The Black Hole, Jared?
1: I would say flat out impressive. This movie is model work. It's matte work. There's so many matte paintings. This is a Disney film, by the way. It's one of Disney's big, high-budget live-action films. And at some point, they asked if they could use the camera arrays from Star Wars. Basically, they said, yeah, but they put an incredibly high price tag on it. So they actually invented new camera arrays for themselves for this movie. There's so much inventiveness in it. The big thing that I want to give credit to for the spectacle is not only the robot designs are really good, the ship designs are good, but the, my biggest thing I want to give for spectacle, and this is brilliant on the director's part, we got a movie called The Black Hole, and The Black Hole is sort of that shark in the water, it's always out there. They managed to fit it in the background of a lot of scenes. They did. You see that black hole just back there kind of swirling, just being that constant menace that you know is going to have to be faced at some point. So overall spectacle from the sci-fi tech specs point of view is really good. And when you add in that clever way, they add that ominous tone throughout the whole movie. It holds my attention. What do you got? Yeah. Yeah, I totally agree particularly in that dinner scene. Yep.
0: Yeah, it's it's always there, even in the quiet moments. I've come to the conclusion that 80s model work trumps early to mid-90s CGI, <laughs> man. I, I, I mean, still
1: think it trumps a lot of modern CGI.
0: It really holds up. I really like the effects, the zero-G effects on the Palomino, too. I thought that was really cool, how yeah, they opened those. Yeah. I, I don't even I, know how they did all that. I don't either. I don't either, but it looks so natural.
1: Yeah, they did a good job.
0: There's a lot of physicality of the human actors that sold the action. Because basically the robots were just kind of like goose-stepping, kind of slow, lumbering, almost zombie-like, I guess. Yeah, And so you really had to rely on the actors to demonstrate a lot of the physicality to sell the action scenes. And I thought they did a spectacular job of that. So, okay. Well, I think we picked that over enough. What were your thoughts on The Spectacle of the Raid? It's
1: ridiculous. (laughs) It's ridiculous. This is a spectacle movie pretty much from beginning to end. And what's kind of glorious about it is they did put it in that small space, that dilapidated space, so they don't need to put all the money on the screen. In fact, it's better that it's dilapidated and run down, so you don't need a lot of money on the screen. It plays so well, and I just got to give it, absolute tip of the cap to the cinematographer, maybe it was the director, one of the two, a combo. The action scenes are so insane and frenetic, and they film them so well. This is not one of those movies with shaky cam, or you kind of fill in the blanks of the action. They show you every step of it, different angles. The camera makes you feel the hits and the moves. I'm just watching the camera work, and jaw on the floor. This movie is amazing and spectacle, and I will pass it to you.
0: Yeah, I wrote down here my thoughts on this, I said, this is like a Jackie Chan movie hopped up on steroids after doing a line of cocaine. (laughs) This thing was just insane amount of action. You're right. The way they filmed it, it kept you glued to the screen. There were no cheap angles. There were no shortcuts. It was all physicality of these actors, and it was very impressive. The martial arts scenes were obviously. The creme de la creme. I mean, everybody's going full bore, but I thought the weapons handling even like early yes. on in the movie, I really appreciated the amount of detail they put on to how they handled their weapons. They professionally executed every one of those scenes. And I'll even throw out a little bonus. to You remember those two snipers that were in the opposite building? Right. I was impressed because it really showed them they were doing the breath control exercises that you're trained in the military to steady your breathing. And I watched them do it as they pulled the trigger. Even those snipers looked very realistic. Hats off to the attention to detail for the scene.
1: Yeah, there's no commando here, man. Here on Action Film Face Off, we take our military tactical weapons usage seriously. Didn't have no Schwarzenegger shooting M60s from the hip, which is glorious in its own way.
0: (laughs) Yeah, yeah, that's cool. You know, we're not, you know, we're not going to poo poo any commando now,
1: but. But this full bore tactical details correct thing, I noticed it too. You get tactical gunplay. You get empty hand fights. You get knife combat. You get machete combat. Stick broken glass i mean i mean ridiculous there's all kinds of different combat anyway this was. i think this is your round
0: <laughs> yeah it is i but i think we're done i think we can go ahead and score it let's lead off with the black hole what did you score the spectacle in black hole
1: man they pushed the envelope with inventiveness and technology and they managed to keep that ominous atmosphere all throughout totally engaging A little bit of limiting. I mean, you could look at it now and see a little bit of the man behind the curtain, if you will. But overall, strong eight.
0: I scored it a little bit lower. I did like it. I think it holds up pretty well. Obviously, for me, it's well above average. I gave it a seven.
1: Makes sense to me. And then let's talk about the raid. What would you give the raid? Let's go ahead and queue up our Mortal Kombat sound file for this here. Perfect 10. Flawless victory. Perfect 10 for me.
0: Flawless victory. I would question your sanity if you did. Best
1: <laughs> Perfect 10. The spectacle's ridiculous.
0: All right. Well, that's mine. So why don't we talk about best action scene there, Jared?
1: Let's do it. Let's go to round
0: five. Put the knife away
1: and shut your mouth. And round five is the best action scene. This is action film face-off, so you better have a good action scene if you're going to be on the show. So let's start 1979's Black Hole. You're going to watch the movie a while, and you're, you're going to start to worry. You're going to be like, man, are they, we going to get a good action scene? So... Tell me what you got. What's your favorite scene? And it's going to be the same one. <laughs> so
0: <laughs> I don't know. I don't know. Because to me, I kind of had to break it down. So let me let me start by saying this is how I broke it down for Black. Okay. Black. So action scene number one, I considered the rescue of Kate McCrae. Right. And they had had to go bust her out of that uh, little whatever it was, that mind-altering facility. there.
1: And this probably needs to go into the spectacle round. But how good is the hero music that John Barry wrote in that scene? Captain Holland busts in. Yeah, <laughs> the hero music is so good. I'm sorry, go ahead.
0: Yeah, you're absolutely right. That is part of our spectacle here. So action scene number two, I call Battle of the Bridge. That's the one where they're they're making their way back. They're caught in that big, long corridor. You had all the bad guy robots up firing down at them, and Vincent and old Bob had to use those strafing runs. Action film number three, I call Corridor Standoff, Charlie to the Rescue. That's the one where they finally make it, they're almost back to the ship, and they're pinned down by those robots in the corridor, and then Charlie comes in from behind. and, and in case you have figured
1: out, people, John Barry's score on this music is flipping phenomenal.
0: So then number four, I called Meteor Shower Battle of the Greenhouse. So that's right. when the meteors start coming down. They have to make their way. They're going through the greenhouse. It's decompressing, frost everywhere. They're almost across without getting sucked up. Robots are after them. And then finally, number five, Maximilian versus Vincent. Oh, yeah. Okay. Does
1: that make sense? Did I miss anything out? Yes. I'm going to tell you right now that I cheated and I called all that Escape from the Cygnus. <laughs> <'Cause that's- laughs> What I wrote down, it includes all of that.
0: Okay. Well, then that's it. That's the one. Uh, but my favorite part of that was Battle of the Bridge. I thought the bridge scene was really cool, how they were fighting and, and watching Vincent and uh, Obama make those strafing runs I thought were
1: pretty cool. That is definitely a highlight of the Escape from the Cygnus segment that I cheated and picked. Basically, I picked the so last So you just third said second movie. half. That's <laughs> <laughs> the last third of the movie. Got it. All right. All right. right. All right, so um which of the many, many options you had in the raid did you select? Okay, so here
0: I had seven. First is the stairwell firefight. You know what I'm talking yep. about, guns yep. blasting. Yep. Okay, second, I called out of the frying pan into the fire. So basically when they had to cut their way down into that floor underneath of them, they had to fight all the people in that room. Right. And then I think that's the one I also ended up with them using the fridge and the yep. propane. Yeah. Okay. Third, I called Seventh Floor Knife Fight. Yes. <laughs> so I think we know what we're talking about. Number four, Sarge versus Mad Dog. Ooh, that was good. That was a good fight, man. Five, Machete Fight. Ooh. You know what I'm talking about. I know what you're talking about. Six, Drug Lab Melee. Oh, God. That's where white guys start getting some shots in, too, man. <laughs> beat that dude with a chair. Yeah. <laughs> And then finally, brothers versus Mad Dog. Ooh. So those are seven. Those are seven to choose from. But I went
1: back and forth. Yeah, I had a tough time picking my favorite one too.
0: I chose number three, seventh floor knife fight. Oof! Because when they, he bounced that dude's head off the tile like three freaking times.
1: <laughs> Is that the that's the same fight, or was that the machete fight where he grabbed the old dude by the shoulder and just pulled his neck down onto that broken door? That was a machete fight. Okay,
0: that was cool too, man. There's no wrong answer. Either. There's no I'm wrong answer. I'm saying I just really loved that seven floor knife fight. And you
1: know? it was good. It was good because he was using his knife and he was using his police stick. Yeah, yeah. Oh man! And like you said, even old uh, jerk face dude, he's like, I'm not getting left out of this fight. <laughs>
0: yeah, basically. He's- yeah, basically, uh, the rookie was like dropping these guys. They're all wounded, and he's crawling ah! <laughs> and just like finishing them off
1: well man let's drop some scores then over on the black hole in 1979 i cheated and did escape from the cygnus you particularly liked the uh, bridge battle what did you score it
0: i gave this one a seven as well i thought this was well above average none of these were the greatest action scenes i've ever seen but you know you take them in total they're very good and I, i think i'll land on a seven
1: And that's exactly what I scored as a 7. And as I've gone on and on and on about, I think if you take away the John Barry score, you lose a whole point. I think the score just really accentuates the action. It does not hurt. All right, man. Lots to choose from over over there. You went with the 7-floor knife fight, which you can't go wrong with, and you scored it a... 10. Flawless victory. Ooh, he gave it a 10. The flawless victory. Yep. I had a hard time picking as well, and I think while the movie overall gets a full 10 in spectacle, I didn't think any particular fight got a 10. I thought there was a bunch of nines, and my favorite nine was the four-on-one machete fight. That was a great fight, man. I just love how it starts, because he's cornered, and he can't get that door open, and because he's trying to run, because it's four guys and machetes against him, he's trying to run, he can't get that door open, then he just has that moment where he's like, well... I guess this is what we're going to do today. (laughs)
0: Yeah. Yeah, I ain't no easy win.
1: And he didn't just wait for him to come to him. He ran to them. And I was like, go get him, man. Go get him.
0: (laughs) Yeah, that flight turned to fight in a heartbeat, man.
1: (laughs) So I scored it a nine. This movie, every scene Jason mentioned, I would probably score in the nine area. (laughs) Like all nines. That one just had my particular favorite flourish to it.
0: Yeah, you couldn't go wrong with any of these scenes, man. That's it for action scenes. So I guess the last thing we need to talk about is the deduction round. Tiger, uppercut! Are we going to reduce anything for ridiculousness? And hey, we'll start with the black hole. Was there anything ridiculous about this movie that we need to knock a point off for, Jared?
1: I'm going to make some adjustments. There will be one deduction. Oh. Ah. Because I think ESP with a robot is stupid. <laughs> it makes no sense to me how anyone could have ESP with a robot. I don't like it. Interesting, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I just don't understand how it would work. And I mean, it's not ESP. Did you use the phrase ESP. <laughs> well, yeah, I know that's
0: what they called it, but it's it's not extrasensory perception. It's technopathy, isn't it? Isn't that the correct term I when guess, you're able it to communicate probably. telepathically with a with a robot? I read I a lot know. of X Men, so
1: I well, you know me and the X Men, so. <laughs> <laughs> I just don't dig it. I just think it's a little too weird. But don't worry. That minus one is going to get a plus one. I'm not sure if I mentioned this yet, but the music <laughs> is really good. The John Barry music and plus one for the overture that we haven't seen any of those since 79. The music is wonderful, people. If you're a fan of film score music, this is probably one that got past you. It probably fell into the black hole of obscurity. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, go check it out. John Barry, I mean, he scored tons of James Bond films. There's a reason he's one of the best. There's a reason he has multiple Academy Awards sitting on his mantle. Check out the music of The Black Hole. Plus one. So it all balanced out my deduction round for that one.
0: Okay. Well, I got nothing. I'm not ded- ded- deducing, deducting anything from that. uh You're minus the <laughs> Black Hole. I'm not minusing anything, Jared. <laughs> <laughs> what about the raid? Are we taking anything off for the raid?
1: I almost took off a point from the raid for the use of fluorescent light bulbs as a knife because they break so easily. But then I was like, no, that was awesome. So no deductions for me. (laughs) No deductions
0: for me either. I'm not taking any points off of either of these masterful films. So I think
1: all we got to do is score it. Yep. That brings us to the end of all of our combat rounds. (laughs) Our fighters, who are very different from one another, are both very bloody, much like our heroes at the end of the raid. And I'm about to do some math for you. So again, don't worry about that math at home there, people. We do it for you here on Action Film Face-Off. And looking at the judges' scorecards, the winner of this episode of Action Film Face-Off is, by a two-point margin, 77 to 75 close battle high scores, both films. Congratulations to... The Raid.
0: What a well-fought battle by both contestants. I love both these films. I hope that uh, Black Hole holds its head high. It's a great film and will be rewatched by me throughout the years.
1: Oh, definitely. Even though you're not the best around, Black Hole, you are a great movie. Significant part of my childhood. The Rage has had so much stabbing. (laughs) (laughs) And beating. Stabbing and beating and shooting. Stabbing and shooting. Now, Jason's going to be taking us to the randomizer here in just a second, but I want to take this moment to remind you that whatever he gets in the randomizer may not be the next episode. We've got a holiday special coming in there. Well, it's not technically a holiday. We don't want to reveal it, but it usually is like the last day of October. So that might get Release before this episode it might release after this episode we're not really sure but just know whatever randomizer he's going to pull is going to be for the next full episode of action film face-off not the mystery holiday episode where you would probably maybe wear a costume to it what a
0: tease that's what you call tease fellas all right congratulations once again to the raid
1: quick insert here we are not actually going to be pulling the randomizer in this episode because we have polled for the next action film face-off in our upcoming holiday special. It's a secret as to what holiday the special is going to be built around, but you might carve a pumpkin for it. So no randomizer pulled in this episode because the upcoming holiday episode has our randomizer poll for the next action film face-off. And we'll see you there. Don't forget to wear your costume.
0: Until then, I'm Jason Weaselskull Albrick, and you can find me on social media at Weaselskull over on Twitter, or Jason Albrick on Facebook or Instagram.
1: And you can find me, Jared Albrick, the Yard Sale Artist, a.k.a. Death Probe. Yeah! at yard sale artists. That's Twitter, Facebook, Instagram. It's all yard sale artists. And oh, by the way, Jason, I just did Dragon Con this past weekend and I was invited to speak on the 20th anniversary. Yeah. 20 years. Just remember that 20th anniversary panel for the matrix. What? And so that was a lot of fun. I got to wax philosophical about a wonderful action film that hopefully will show up on our show soon. And I totally pimped us while I was in that panel. I had a, an audience of, um I'd say, 150 to 200 people. And I made sure they knew about action film face-off.
0: Nice. All
1: right. <laughs> so we might get three more. We might get some more. <laughs> Anyway, be sure to check out all of the shows under the Longbox Crusade umbrella by subscribing to Longbox Crusade on iTunes, Google Play, and pretty much all your finer podcatchers. Or you can listen directly to our episodes at www.longboxcrusade.com. And, I mean, we've got shows about classic TV. We've got shows about classic uh, movie serials. We've got shows about comics. Shows about Transformers Comics. We got a Fam Film Fridays is on the network now. So there's a lot to be heard, my friends. So check out Longbox Crusade. You can get all that, and it's by all your favorite creators right here on the show, plus some other guys that we've been known to hang around with. And if you'd like to send a question or comment, you can do that by hitting us up on the Twitter at AFO Podcast. Or you can send us an email at contact at longboxcrusade.com. Or you can use Longbox Crusade on Twitter, Facebook, or Instagram. And if you want to interact with us via the live chat and be entered to win some free stuff on our live raffles, join us for our next episode of Doing It Live stream over on YouTube. Those are the second Sunday of every month, and we always start at 3.30 p.m. Central Time-ish. You can get signed up for that by looking up Longbox Crusade on YouTube. Please subscribe to our channel and click the bell so you get reminder notifications for when we go live. Whoo! Having said all that, we want to thank you guys for tuning into this episode. We appreciate you listening. Hit us up on your iPhone if you're listening on the iPhone. Give us a, a review. We'd greatly appreciate it. You know, five star. And if you don't like the show, then give us five sarcastic stars. We'd appreciate that. And until next episode, keep your head down and your knuckles up. The intro and outro theme to this show and all of our action film face off shows are done by musical genius Joe November. Check out his SoundCloud at J O S E F L I N 9 9. You will not regret it.